Welcome back, everybody, to the DOS ND Show. If it's your first time listening, welcome. We're so glad we have your company and hope you enjoy the experience. And thank you once again if you're returning back. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you're not already, you can follow us on Instagram at DOSND underscore and Facebook at the DOSND Show for exclusive content, podcast highlights, and of course, the occasional silly video, which we hope brings a chuckle or two. We have exciting things coming for those platforms, so stay tuned. I'm sure DOS and I are going to embarrass each other very, very shortly. Now, for today's episode, you guys will love it. Today's guest is Lily Hay, who is a hypnotherapist, a rapid transformational therapist, and a young business owner. Lily shares with us her story of overcoming severe anorexia with the use of hypnotherapy when nothing else worked, and shortly after decided to become a certified hypnotherapist. You can hear in Lily's voice her passion for what she does as she helps so many people overcome their trauma, fears, habits, and addictions, and helps to build confidence, happiness, and positivity into her clients' lives. We dive deep on this episode about what hypnotherapy really is and what it actually does. We talk about neuro-linguistic programming and how it actually works, but also how we get into that state and the fascinating aspect of exploring your subconscious and how it can truly change your life. In other words, the simple questions of our curiosity with intriguing scientific answers. Before we recorded the episode, Lily kindly offered to hypnotize both Doss and I so we could get a perspective and an experience. So you will hear all about my experience of being hypnotized, how I felt, and what it did for me. And you'll also hear how Doss is feeling as he is preparing for the upcoming session. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our interview with Lily Hay. Welcome to the Doss and D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy, and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs, and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. Well, Doss, today will be a different episode. This will be a little bit more educational, I think, for both ourselves and the listeners. How are you feeling? I'm feeling, uh, we say every week how excited we are. So I think firstly, whenever we have a guest on the podcast, it's always exciting. But secondly, today, I think I'm feeling a bit more, a little bit, not nervous, but uh, Dee, you've, you've, you've gone in and done something during the week which, with our uh, guest of the podcast, which I'm looking forward to hearing more about. But would you be able to introduce our guest for us and what she does? Absolutely. So today we're interviewing Lily Hay and we're so excited to have Lily on the show. Firstly, Lily, welcome. Thank you, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, we can't wait. We've got so much to unpack with you. But before we sort of get too deep into what today's discussion is really going to be all about, Lily, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're currently living and what you do with yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland and I am a certified hypnotherapist and rapid transformational therapist. And yeah, I've just started my business just under a year ago, got my little office, which is, I just like absolutely love. Um, awesome. And yeah, just been really working on my business. It's, it's going really well. From a business point of view, I, I, like we're, we're probably around the same age, you know, well, what's, yeah. what's it been like that first year going out on your own? Stressful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Super yeah, stressful. It's exciting. And there's so much that I love about it. And I always thought that I would be working for myself. Like I just always had that feeling. I think I have a bit of a authority complex. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. So I love it and it's great, but there's definitely 
lots of lots of stress and anxiety that that comes with it like I was speaking to you guys before we chatted you know just bouncing the ideas just with myself you know and not always knowing if I'm going in the right direction you know it can be it can be stressful but it's definitely worth it and I am overall really loving it. I find that very exciting because it's the space that Doss and I both want to go to. We mention it nearly every week. But my interest is like when you're at school, did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? But also, which path were you going down? Did you go to uni for another degree? Yeah, Ooh. where was your path and where did it take you? Yeah, so growing up, I always knew, I just had this feeling that I wanted to help people in some way through my career. I didn't know how, I didn't know what what way that would take me. And I suppose the first thing that I thought is probably what we all think the way to help people is psychology. And so after school, I dabbled in a few things. I did like communications, business, and then I ended up doing a dual of business and psych. I didn't finish it. I found it really interesting, but it was just not really, not really what worked for me. And it kind of felt a bit out of alignment with, yeah, what, what worked for me, you know, it works for so many people and that's so great, but for me, it didn't work. So I just, I deferred. I went, I went traveling, I moved back, back in with mum and dad, got a cafe job and just started studying hypnotherapy after that. So it was a bit of a, I was actually speaking with someone yesterday. I was like, I don't know why it took me so long to get to where I am, but I think like everything happens for a reason. If it happened any sooner, it wouldn't have worked out the way that it has. But yeah, that's sort of what led me to where I am now. So you're, you're where you are now mm. in terms of getting into hypnotherapy. You don't just get there from, I guess, choice. There has to be some type of, whether it be trauma or whether it be an experience, Mm. you know, in your past, which you wanted to heal yourself. Mm. And I know we're getting into the nitty gritty really early, but like, (laughs) would you be, would you be open to maybe sharing your reasoning for wanting to get into this? Because obviously you wanted to change something within yourself to then hopefully change within others. Yeah, totally. So growing up sort of throughout, throughout my teenage years, I sort of, dipped in and out of an eating disorder. So I had times where it was really bad and then times where I'd sort of pull myself out and be okay. And I'd see psychologists, you know, and they'd help me just with like coping tools and everything. And that was great, but it never really fixed the issue. And I always found that it would pop up. And then when I was in college, uh, it got really bad. So I went through pretty severe anorexia and just nothing was working. I just, I couldn't pull myself out of it. I really didn't see, see a lot of hope in, in, you know, for my future. I'm just like, I'm always, I'm always going to be this way. It's always going to be this way. And then a friend of my mum's, I will pretty much at breaking point, like last resort kind of thing, suggested to my mum, well, have you tried hypnotherapy? And mum suggested it to me. And I just immediately was like, yeah, I'll do it. Like I was pretty willing to do whatever and I also think I thought that I'd just go in get hypnotized walk out brilliant you know all, all solved good. yeah solved <laughs> and obviously that didn't happen but we met up with a psychotherapist who specialized in hypnotherapy and it was just the thing that really got me good because we were able to sort of really figure out why I had this eating disorder where it stemmed from and one of the things that he said to me like in our first in our first meeting was you don't have an eating disorder. And I was like, well, um, I do. (laughs) This is pretty disordered, but you know, obviously what he meant was, you know, this isn't just an eating disorder. This stems from somewhere and that's what we need to figure out. 
and we did, you know, we, we went through, you know, past, you know, childhood, childhood experiences, you know, all these things that come up and we realize, you know, it's not just an eating disorder. It's, it's these inner beliefs that I have about myself. And, you know, he really got me so, so good. And that's the thing that really changed my life. And then from there, I was like, I, I've got to do this. I've got to help people in this way. And yeah, I get to do that now. It's so, yes. so exciting. I get to help people, you know, with eating disorders, definitely, but with, you know, lots of other stuff, um, you know, anxieties and whatnot. And it's just the best feeling ever. And I can like, before I went into hypnotherapy, I had so many misconceptions about it, all that stigma and the stage shows and everything like that. So I completely get why some people, you know, aren't immediately jumping at it. But I suppose that's what, that's a, a bit of my mission as well to sort of destigmatize it. Mm. Yeah, which is something that you're doing really, really well at. Like when we had that yeah. first phone call, you kind of said like, I just want to be seen as a normal person. I'm not yeah. a witch doctor or anything like that. And, <laughs> yeah. and we'll talk about it later, but I actually got hypnotized during the week with Lily and I mm. can't wait to dive into that. I've got so many questions around what actually happens and the science behind it and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. before we go down that track, how many years ago was this experience for you? And then yeah. how long did it take to become a qualified hypnotherapist and what's the process involved in doing that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'd uh, like the experience with the eating disorder. Yeah, or your first hypnotherapy session. Yeah, so I think I was the first hypnotherapy session. I think I was 18 okay. and I'm nearly 25 now. And that was, you know, overall pretty quick. I think we worked together for like a year and, you know, that, that got me pretty good. But the type of hypnotherapy that I study is called, it's called rapid transformational therapy. So it's a different form than the form that helped me. Okay. Um, and it's a lot, it's a lot quicker. Some like a part of me wishes that I had this when I was mm -hmm. younger yeah. because it would have been a way quicker experience, <laughs> but that's my journey. I'm cool with it. But so the type of therapy that I do is with a, it's a school based in London and it's run by one of Britain's leading psychologists who specializes in hypnotherapy. Her name's Marissa Peer. And basically the therapy, it's, it's a hybrid. So like you would know, it's a hybrid of, you know, hypnosis. We get you into hypnosis, but then we use, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy psychotherapy techniques, neuro-linguistic programming to really get to the core of it really quickly and upgrade those limiting beliefs really quickly. And it took me about a year, I think it was a year of study online. I was meant to go over to London and like finish it off there because that's the usual way that they do it. But obviously with COVID, couldn't do that. So it was all online, it took me about a year and it was sort of like study at your own pace. I could have done it you know, a lot slower, but once I get my mindset on something, I'm pretty like, I'm just doing it. Nice. So, um, and then, yeah, pretty much straight away, I started, you know, seeing clients after that. I went through a time, I just did like so many free sessions just for testimonials for like yeah. months. I just do free session after free session and just gather all my testimonials. Um, and I think that's what really helped my business start off just word of mouth. Yeah. With the, with the eating disorder, can you, I guess, give yourself a testimony, give a testimonial yourself for how it helped you? Because, it, mm. it, you know, the issue with eating disorders, we had, well, you know, Alice yeah. Um, Leithman. Yeah. We had her on the podcast and she spoke a lot about eating disorders. Can you give your own take on how much it's helped you through mm. your situation? And hopefully someone listening to this can go, you know what, like maybe I need to see a hypnotherapist. 
Mm-hmm. Big time. There's so much stigma around eating disorders and especially, you know, it's, it's come a long way, but when I was going through it, there was so much stigma around it that it was just like a really, a really vain disorder to have that, you know, people with eating disorders really cared about the way that they looked and they really cared about being skinny and, and all that. But when I was going through it, that was, that was not it at, at all. That's the way that it manifested, but I couldn't, I couldn't give a shit about being skinny, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And when I looked at other people that were bigger than me or skinnier than me, I never thought anything about them. I just thought they were beautiful and that's great. But it was, you know, for me, it was a real control thing. Like it is for a lot of people going through eating disorders. It's a control thing. So going through hypnotherapy and really figuring out what the actual issue is here, you know, where does this actually stem from? What, you know, this eating disorder, why is it being manifested in this way? It's different for everyone. A lot of people, it's a control thing, but, you know, sometimes we'll go back to memories and and things that have happened to, to these people with eating disorders where they just don't feel like they're good enough or they feel as though the only thing that they have to offer this world is their body or they don't feel like they're smart enough, you know? And these are all these limiting beliefs that are formed when they're so young, but they take it through until they're, you know, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, that it's just no longer necessary. But our subconscious minds, they really don't understand the difference between, you know, being a child and being an adult. And so we really need to upgrade those beliefs to be age appropriate. And so really figuring out, where the eating disorder, where any issue stems from, and then sort of seeing it from an adult's mind rather than a child's mind and and dissociating from it. It's so important. And I always say, you know, it's like, you know, the structure of a building. If you dash away the foundations of it, the rest of it just falls away because that's not what's controlling the issue anymore. So yeah, it's just so important to understand why the issue is there. And then and dissociating from it and seeing it from an adult's point of view rather than, you know, a child's point of view. It's really fascinating. And you can't comprehend it until you've been through it. Like mm. my perception changed so much once I went through the therapy. But do you do self-hypnosis? Obviously, self, is that something that's recommended? And if so, like how often will you do that? I should be doing that. I don't do it that often. <laughs> But yeah, totally. You can get yourself into hypnosis and you can just sort of, you know, really just say, you know, some really affirming things, you know, talk to your beliefs, talk to your feelings and really, yeah, I suppose just put some, you know, really nice affirmations in there because when you're in hypnosis, it's just really, as you would know, a really relaxed state. And so your subconscious mind just accepts suggestions so much more effectively than us just chatting right now. Like I always say, it's like lotion on dry skin. It just sinks in so much more. And so, yeah, getting yourself into hypnosis, which is just a visualization process. And then just saying some really like affirming things to yourself. It just sinks in so much better than just saying it right now consciously. With, and Dee kind of explained to me his, you know, experience with it. And Mm. this is my question with it too, is like, I'd probably be putting pressure on myself when going into something like this going, oh shit, I have to think about a past experience and, oh, I don't remember anything from when I was young. Like what about someone who's like kind of questioning and going, gee, I won't be, I can't even remember back that fly. How does that happen? How do you just go into this? I don't want to say trance, but when you become, you know, hypnotized or in hypnosis, how do do all of a sudden you just become so relaxed that your mind 
as off to, I guess, your earlier days. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people feel that pressure to to come up with, you know, memories and scenes from their past. And I totally get that because I used to feel the exact same way. I'd be like, I can't remember anything. I feel like I've blocked out a whole chunk of my childhood. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> me yeah. too. Yeah. But when you're in hypnosis, which is really just relaxation, you've got your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. And, you know, right now, if I was to ask you, okay, when, when did, you know, whatever you're going through begin, you'd have no idea because your conscious mind is there sort of like slapping away those thoughts. But when you are so relaxed and your conscious mind just sort of takes a step back, your subconscious mind comes to the surface and your subconscious mind remembers everything that has ever affected you. It just does because that's your subconscious mind dictates your life and it dictates it by experiences. And so it remembers everything that has ever most affected you. And when you're in that really relaxed state, things just come to you. They'll just come to you. A memory will come to you and you'll think, what the hell? I've, I've never thought about that. Or there's no way that could have affected me, but it did. Mm. And, you know, then we just deal with it. And, but also if memories don't come to you, because sometimes they really are quite suppressed that's okay. We can still deal with the issue with, you know, multiple other techniques. The memories is just a really quick way to do it. But, you know, if memories don't come to you, we're still able to effectively get to the core of the issue just by speaking with the feelings, with the, you know, with the issue and then, you know, investigating it more from there. So there's always a way and there's no pressure. I feel like, you know, I can understand that the, the nerves of my clients and everyone says before I'm like how are you feeling like nervous every single person says they're nervous and I get it so I really try and you know alleviate any fears that they have because they're just not necessary you know there's there's no right way to do it there's no wrong way to do it I'm committed to getting there with you and it'll take as long as it takes and that's fine and that's my personal testimony for Lily as well Doss so when I did it, she asked me how I was feeling. Of course, I said nervous. And I was really self-conscious about almost feeling like I'm about to fall asleep in front of somebody. But I don't know that. that <laughs> yeah. like, I was really nervous that. But talk about the memories. So for us, we brought up three memories. And two of them I've definitely thought about in my life before. But the third one, when we were about to hit that, I was actually, and Lily was counting down. And I was thinking, nothing's coming to my head. This is embarrassing. I'm going to have to say sorry. There's nothing. And then to the exact second that we counted down, I can't remember if we counted up or down, so whether it was one or five, but as soon as you said that, the memory just appeared. And it was something I've never thought about and it dated all the way back until I was three or four. So that was a moment for me when I was really like, wow, this thing really works. But Lily, one of the things I've noticed since doing it is the two nights that I've actually gone to sleep in the middle of I feel like I'm almost more aware of my subconscious mind. Is Is that a normal kind of... Yeah. Uh, side effect, not side effect. That's not the right <laughs> way. Go through often after they've been through hypnosis. Yeah, totally. What do you sort of mean by more aware of your subconscious mind? So I feel like I was sleeping last night, for example, and I could mm. really hear things that were going on around me. Mm. I was definitely asleep because I didn't have it in me to actually wake up, sit yeah. up, look at what that sound is. But it, and I was almost yeah. Didn't even explain it. It was like. I was incorporating those sounds and noises and feelings into whatever I wanted to dream about. Almost like 
kind of like Lisa Dreaming, I think. Yeah, like, cool. I just wonder yeah. if that's something that's normal and or yeah. should I be Go to the doctor. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's normal because when you know it's your first time going into hypnosis and I don't know if you're someone that like meditates or gets into that state very often, but if you don't you know, it's sort of the first time that you're aware of your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. So yeah, definitely. It's super normal that things are going to be coming to you. And often people say that after our session, more memories come to them, you know, as they're just like, they've sort of like opened up that, opened up that floodgate, you know, more and more things just start coming to them. So that's super, super normal. It's just, you know, you're probably for the first time realizing and recognizing your subconscious mind. And I always think that's that's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Super normal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so like so many so many of us struggle with probably trauma and we don't understand and we don't know. Mm-hmm. Obviously past but like limiting beliefs and past experiences and whatnot. Does it kind of shock you that you're now on the other side of this and you're now a hypnotherapist and mm-hmm. you're dealing you're dealing with clients and helping them? Does it kind of shock you that gee, so many people live their whole life with all of all of this weight just on their shoulders, on their back, all of this, I, I don't know what the feeling would be, but it, does it make you go, gee, like it could be as simple as a couple of sessions and they could be living an incredibly happy life. Yeah, it, it does. And I see so many women, I, particularly I work with women, but sometimes men as well, that are in their you know, 40s and 50s and we go into a session and they're like, oh my God, you know, how did that run my life for so long? How did something as, you know, small as that run my life for so long? And, you know, I'm always happy, so happy to help them. But I do think that it is a shame that people can get to that, that age and have those limiting beliefs run their life up until that point. And I was always, you know, actually one thing that really got me through my eating disorder was I always saw women in their, you know, 50s and 60s who were like so free, you know, they had like their gray hair flowing and they were just like so confident in themselves. And I was so inspired by that. But I had this one thing in my mind. I was like, I want that now. I don't want to get to 50 or 60 and then suddenly realize what life's all about. Suddenly realize all the things that were bullshit that dictated my life for so long. I don't want to get to that age and suddenly realize that I want to be that 50, 60 year old with the beautiful gray flowing hair right now. And just, so just that without was, the grays. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, you know, a huge thing that helped me through it. And yeah, I think, you know, everyone, you know, we need to be committed to our continual self-development and our continual self-improvement So don't let it get to a stage where, you know, you've lived all your life dictated by certain limiting beliefs. Do it now and, you know, start living your best life now. Awesome. So let's get into the science behind hypnotherapy and what actually happens during those sessions because I'm sure everybody is going to be very curious. Doss and I will ask questions from our own curiosity and hopefully that will stem for the listeners as well. But can we start with NLP mm. and what that actually is? What is yeah, it? What so does it do? NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. And it's something that I had no idea about before I started studying hypnotherapy, rapid transformational therapy. And I've actually just done like a more in-depth course on it. But basically it's the idea that, oh, there's so much to it, but basically that, you know, 
words are really powerful and the way that we use words are really powerful. The way that we speak to ourselves matters and how we sort of carry ourselves and how we embody certain ego states is really powerful and it's, it's a really powerful way to dictate our lives and that we actually are in complete control of our minds and our, our body and our reality. So it's really, um, there's so many neuro-linguistic programming techniques and, you know, one of them is you would see in, from our session where, you know, how we have the memories in the picture frame and then we dissociate from them, we push them away from ourselves and we say, that's not me. And so there's so many beautiful visualization techniques in NLP and there's so many, so many things that you can do in your everyday life. An example is, you know, switching between ego states. So in, you know, our everyday lives, we have multiple different ego states. So we can have like our anxious ego state, our confident ego state, our happy, our whatever it is. And once you feel those, they become really familiar to your body. And so, you know, anytime that you need to sort of switch between ego states, you can just like check in with yourself, talk to your subconscious mind and say, hey, I need to be in this ego state. And you speak with your subconscious mind and you're easily able to get into that state because your, you know, your mind and your body are so familiar with it. So there's so many different techniques, but NLP really combines so well with cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, which is probably something that a lot of people are really familiar with because it's a really popular sort of psychotherapy technique. But basically that's all about challenging your beliefs and challenging your behaviors particularly behaviors from the past and sort of dissociating from them and seeing them from a different perspective and particularly an adult's brain rather than a child's brain. So CBT and NLP in, in combination are so effective, especially under hypnosis. It's just like, just sinks in so much better. It, sorry, just to cut it. Is it no, clicking part of that? The clicking? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. What does yes. that actually do? I'm really curious. Yeah. So the clicking, when I say like, as in when I click and I say you're going deeper, yeah. 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 So that's just when I say, when I click my fingers, you're going to go deeper. You know, it could be clicking. It could be anything, but that's me telling your subconscious mind what it's going to do. Nice. And then it's like, Oh yeah, I'll do that. Go deeper. Gotcha. So it's, yeah, it could be anything, you know, when, when I'm speaking with your subconscious mind for sure. In terms of like D's got the dot point rewiring our beliefs for mm. someone that wants to who's listening to this and goes, you know what, like I wouldn't mind doing this. They're not going to come in and all of a sudden walk out and they're completely different person. How can you kind of tell them like mm. you're the same person, but yeah, absolutely. You're the same person, but in our session, we really begin to rewire those, those neural pathways and those beliefs. And then a big part of what I do is the 21 day hypnosis recording after our session. So we do our session, we make all these great changes but the 21 day recording is what makes them really permanent and what rewires those neural pathways. So it takes 21 days to do that. You listen to this hypnotic recording every day for 21 days. And that's what really begins to rewire those neural pathways and sort of like a circuit breaker from those old beliefs to these mm. new beliefs. It's so powerful. It really is. It's, it's such a cool experience. <laughs> and the great thing about it is you feel like you're in it for 30 seconds and then you you come out of it and you're like, wow, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. What, when you actually put somebody in hypnosis, what, as a person that's receiving it, how do they become under so much influence of another person? Like what is, mm. yeah. What's the science behind all that? Yeah. So I suppose there's like, there's a bit of trust that comes in there 
as well, you know? So I feel like if, if you had a hypnotherapist that you didn't feel comfortable with, you probably wouldn't go into hypnosis very well because you wouldn't be able to mm. relax. So mm. that's a big part of what I do is, you know, rapport building. So making, you know, all my clients feel super comfortable and that there's never anything to be embarrassed about. Nothing's off limits. And, you know, I would never, ever judge them. And I really make that clear. And then just through, you know, the visualization of getting you into hypnosis, your subconscious mind, it just allows you to relax into it. And I always say it's, you know, it's just like we're just having a therapy session, but you're super relaxed. So there's no, there's, you don't have any guard up. You know, there's no boundaries. You're just able to speak about things in a really sort of open and honest way. Because I remember, you know, I'd go in, in, you know, for talk therapy and whatever, but I'd always have it in the back of my mind. Oh, I'm not going to say that because I think, I think they might judge me for that. Or I think, I don't think anyone else has ever felt this way. And I don't think this has happened to anyone else. I don't want to say that she's probably going to like send me somewhere, you know? So it's sort of like when you're in that relaxed state, there's just no walls up. You're just able to really speak about it in a super honest way. And so much of, you know, the issues that we have, they're, they're fed and they're built up by shame. They're built up by shame and they just keep getting worse and worse and worse. But once you just speak about it openly and honestly, and someone says to you, you know, especially in a hypnotic state, Hey, that's super normal. I've seen heaps of people that are, you know, that have felt that I've actually felt like that before in that moment, it just alleviates that shame. And then they're able to really sort of effectively deal with it from there. So there's so much to it. And I think, you know, I feel so honored and grateful that people are able to relax around me and to to get in that state with me and then really transform their lives from there you use the word trust how important is it for say someone who is starting off and wants to do a session how important is for for them to actually fully believe in it like is that a key part of it too does the person have to invest invest in it as much as you are investing in it there's definitely that aspect to it I would say they just have to be open to it. They have to be open to it working for sure. But, you know, some of the people, I've had people come to me where there's just, they're just sort of like, it might work, it might not, you know, it's, you know, whatever happens I'm cool with and they always get incredible results and then they come back for more. Or the people that say that, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to get in hypnosis. I'm a control freak. I can't really relax. I can't meditate, that kind of thing they're often the ones that actually have the best results because they've just got nothing to lose. They're like, yeah, it'll, it'll work. It might work. You know, it doesn't matter. And so there's definitely like an aspect to being open to it. But at the end of the day, it's such a, it's such an effective technique that I think ultimately, you know, you just got to be a little bit open to it for it to work, but it's, it's going to work regardless because it is just a really effective straight to the point technique. Yeah, and for, like my personal experience was that the only first time I witnessed it was at a footy club for like a staged yeah. purpose, and that kind of took away my skepticism because I saw people that I knew were not members of the crowd that were supposed to come out at a certain time. They literally said, "I, I knew that I was doing it, but I didn't know that I was doing it." But when I went into it, like one thing I couldn't believe is like I couldn't open my eyes when you said try to open your eyes, and I couldn't do that, or I couldn't move my yeah. hands away. What yeah. is going on? As for the client's point of view, what's the reason why we can't actually do that? Those yeah. everyday things. I, I, I hope the coach isn't trying to steal your wallet while the eyes are closed. <laughs> like, you know, you know. 
but you know, like logically, you know, you know, when I say you can't open your eyes, you absolutely would have been able to open your eyes. Yeah. You would have been able to move your hands apart. But when you're just so relaxed like that, you know, the things that I'm saying to your subconscious mind, it just accepts them. So you, it's just like, yeah, no, I can't. I can't do that because it just sinks in so much more. However, if we're just chatting right now and I say, close your eyes, you can't open them. You'd be like, bullshit. Yes, I can. <laughs> but that's just because, you know, our conscious mind is the one that's like, no, not true. Yeah. You know, when you say, you know, oh, I'm good enough. I'm this, I'm that. It's like, no, you're not. But when you're in that subconscious mind state, it just accepts things and mm. it doesn't really, it's like, it can't be bothered really negating it. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you could have opened your eyes, but you didn't want to. <laughs> what, what, what is the staged hypnotherapy? Like what, what, what is, what even is that? Like, is that a different style? What is it? Yeah. So I honestly, I don't know that much about stage hypnotherapy. I've actually never even seen it other than sort of like online, mm. but I do know that some people are even more highly suggestible than others. So some people are able to get into a really deep hypnotic state where they are in that state where they're so not aware and they have no idea what's going on and they are, you know, easily influenced by the hypnotist. So I think a lot of the time they do choose the, the person prior to going on stage. There's, yeah, <laughs> there's like a few tests that they can do to see, you know, how highly suggestible you are. But honestly, I, if someone asked me to do what those stage hypnotists do, I'd have no idea how to do it. Like, it's just not what I do. And I don't think I'd want to. It looks looks a bit scary. <laughs> I was going to ask, are you going to have any interest in ever doing that for an entertainment point of view? No? Nah, not at all. I'm just, like, I love hypnotherapy, but really hypnosis is just for me Yeah. a way to get my clients relaxed so that they open up and we're able to deal with their issue. So... You're not, not, not embarrass them in front of a yeah, crowd. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the opposite. The opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm just, I love the therapy side of it. The hypnotherapy, it's, it's super effective, but ultimately take it or leave it. I just want to help people. Mm. Yeah. Hey, could you just kind of share with everyone? Like, I think now we'll go into mm. like D your experience because you know, you obviously did a call over zoom um, with Lily and, and went through your own session. Can you kind of tell everyone, I guess, what you went in with, what was your main goal in it, D, and like, and, and what did you want to work on? Mm, yeah, for sure. So it was funny because Lily kindly offered to do a session with us before we did the podcast. So we had kind of reference points. I'm so glad I did that. And we'll ask mm. you guys shortly about how you're feeling prior to going into your one. But so I, I couldn't really think I'm so perfect that I have nothing wrong with me. So <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't think of what I do. And then I, I had a Lily's page and she had a, a lot to do with eating disorders and people that listen to this podcast regularly know that both our histories with body image and eating disorders. So I explained to Lily my past, which was being very overweight, becoming very skinny and trying to be somewhere in the middle, but I still have these habits that pop up poorly for eating so whether that's cravings or overeating I think is half we kind of went down on so that that was the area we targeted but like I said to you a bit earlier the part that really fascinated me was that we went to three memories of my past and they all triggered diff three different emotions and Lily was able to link them all up and then we revisited them later in the session and then kind of you say Lily we dissociated 
yeah, dissociate it yeah. and then sort of rewired it to more positive feelings and yeah. what was actually going on in those memories outside of food. And one of the memories that Lily was able to distinguish was that you're associating guilt-free eating with happiness, but in that memory, you're surrounded by your family. So yeah. your happiness is coming from your family, not from eating chocolate as I did when I was three years old of a memory I can tell you I'll never think of in my life. But yeah. the part that intrigues me now is that it's like there's a whole other person there in my subconscious. Like I've got so much to explore. We all do. Mm. Imagine the power behind it. So now I said to Lily, there's some, uh, now that I think about it a bit more deeply, there's probably some more serious issues to, to yeah. dive into. So we've scratched the surface. So I'll be doing a little bit more work with Lily to, to figure out the origins of some deeper issues in my life. Yeah, totally. And, you know, going back to those memories, when you're, you know, when you're three or four years old, you don't have fully developed critical thinking. Mm. And so in that time, you can't experience something and say, oh, I'm, you know, feeling this happiness because I'm surrounded by my family and I love them. And that feels so great. Your mind, you know, your child mind just goes to chocolate, happiness. Great. You know, (laughs) so... Your mind at that time, it really can't fully understand and comprehend situation. Mm. And it just goes to the first easiest thing. And then, you know, we take that all the way into our lives. And unless we, you know, sort of check back in on that and apply critical thinking to it, just like you did, we really do get stuck with those feelings. And, you know, things like that, like that's kind of a beautiful memory. You know, that memory was beautiful. And so it doesn't always have to be like, a really traumatic event that caused an issue. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, you know, really traumatic things happen to us. And of course we attach feelings and emotions and meanings to it, but it can be, you know, the simplest, simplest thing as being three or four years old, surrounded by your family, eating chocolates that can affect us. Mm. And so it is so important to go back in and just, just have a look around and apply, you know, critical thinking. For sure. And, and the other two memories were totally different feelings just for mm. the listeners to get an idea. They were more, I was aware of my actions and what they would cause and that I was probably doing the wrong thing. So it's interesting because I've, in my life, I've had the overeating, I've had the undereating, and I've kind of had the in-between. And they all yeah. kind of linked up just naturally, organically. I had no idea where it was going to take me. Mm. That's where it stemmed my curiosity. But Doss, how are you feeling before you, you go into it? Are you, are you nervous? Are you excited? You're, you're probably going to a deeper issue than... A, no, I, I'm, I'm not nervous. I'm actually not nervous at all. I'm really excited. I think I said on our phone call last week, my struggle with anxiety and, and everyone who listens to the podcast mm. knows very well how much I've struggled with physical anxiety symptoms to the point where you don't even, I don't even think they're anxious symptoms. They're just really uncomfortable and painful, like certain trigger points and whatnot. And I just constantly being told, yeah, it's like, it's your nervous system. It's just, there's been so much happen in your past in terms of trauma that's, and you're not talking about it. It's just coming out. And yeah, like I'm taking antidepressants, I've seen psychologists and stuff, and I'm like, I've been really open to doing something like this. And it kind of was fitting that we kind of connected on Instagram because I was like, yeah, this is actually what I've wanted to do. And I've looked at it and I'm more just really, really excited because like I can see something of, I don't want to say the word hope because I'm feeling really good at the moment, but I am seeing something of like, shit, like this could actually really help me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a, you know, incredible place to come from, you know, going into a session, just, you know, excited and, and super open to it. And I can't wait for our session. You know, I haven't even really spoken to you about it of, you know, what we're going to go into, but it's going to be great. And 
I just think, you know, what you guys are doing is so good. You know, something that you said on our phone call was you guys worded it really well, but it was like, you want to be the guys that you needed when you were younger. Mm. And I just think that's so amazing. And it really does like encapsulate fully what I believe, you know, we all needed people like us when we were younger to, you know, say, Hey, what are you feeling's normal. You don't have to feel it. You know, we can, let's talk about it. Let's communicate. Let's be open. And I just think even you guys just doing this podcast and being so open about what you're going through, where you're at, is just, it's amazing. I'm super, super inspired. By Thanks. Thank you. That's so kind of you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So I was just going to say, what are some key, like, whether it be addiction, like you're saying like that form of happiness with D's with the binge eating. What are some other key issues mm. that people go to hypnotherapists for? Like I want someone listening to this to go, Oh, I struggle with this or I struggle with like, not just food and, and eating disorders. What are some other stuff that like, obviously there's addictions. Yeah. What, what, what is there? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Addictions is a big one. You know, confidence and self-esteem is a big one that I work with. Uh, probably, predominantly is you know the biggest thing that I work with confidence self-esteem anxieties of of any kind you know panic attacks yet physical symptoms of anxiety worries but even things like I've had a client where she was scared of the ocean she was you know fearful of sharks and she's a she's a surfer and she you know loves water sports and everything and she actually just messaged me last night saying like you've changed my life. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, like she's going and she's doing competitions and all these things. And it's like, it's, it's so, it's so wonderful to hear. So really, mm. you know, I love all the, the anxieties and the self-esteem, the confidence. That's my jam. You love it all. But, yeah. yeah, I love <laughs> it all. But things as, you know, as, as simple as a, a fear of the ocean or anything that's holding people back from doing what they want to do reaching their potential, I'm, I want to work with it. So it's, awesome. it's super broad, but yeah, I just, I love it all. <laughs> I think that's so inspiring though, because Me like, too. like yeah. I saw something on your page I didn't even consider when I think you had the word phobia. Imagine being able to cure people's phobias. Like that's just so... Like, well, 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 I've got one that I've got one that comes to mind, D, but I won't mention it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's let's try it, maybe, and we might even do the old spiders. Maybe if I can let a spider crawl, yes. up, a real good test. Yep. Totally. One of my friends, Lily, I was I was telling him about the experience, and he's really interested in working with you. Mm. But he said what he found really cool because he said, oh, "I'm sure she's dealt with all these things before," and I said, "Yeah, probably." And then as we got talking. He's like, by the way, how old is she? I said, oh, I'm not sure, but probably around our age. He goes, oh, I was expecting her to be 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I just love the fact that, uh, and this is my personal testimony to you, people that are maybe thinking, because I'm sure there would have been a lot of people that have listened to this and are skeptical and probably wouldn't consider it for, them, for themselves. I'm hoping now that they're thinking, well, this is something I'd like yeah. to consider. But it's so cool to be able to work with someone that's, young and enthusiastic mm. and hearing your voice of passion behind what you do and why you love yeah. it and the power behind it and and i just think yeah it's just a great testimony to you and i'd really encourage our listeners if, if you're on the edge if you're a little bit like me and you, a year ago you would never have even considered it just give it a go yeah yeah thank you and yeah being you know my age it's it was sort of an obstacle at the start for me uh, just in my mind like oh who's gonna trust me but, in, 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 imposter syndrome yeah, yeah, big time, big time, totally. But now I think it's actually a huge advantage 
because, yeah. you know, people our age, they, they see a bit of themselves in me and I can relate so easily to what, to what they're going through and what their, all, you know, their fears and their, I suppose, insecurities. Like I get it. I've either been there or maybe I'm going through it because just because, you know, I help people doesn't mean that, you know, I don't go through my own stuff and I reach out to other people and, you know, I actually have a hypnotherapist that I go and see, you know, whenever I need it because I know it works for me and I know, you know, that I don't have to be feeling those things. So I think, you know, just reaching out and asking for help is such a thing of strength, you know, it's such mm. a thing of strength. And for, you know, people our age, you know, sometimes we think that we've just got to have all our shit together and we mm. have to be, you know, at a certain place by a certain age, you know, killing it and hustling and all this stuff that sort of imposed on us by society. It's all bullshit. And, you know, we all need help at some time, you know, at some time in our life. And, you know, just to be open to that is a huge sign of strength. Massive. Hearing that, that just got me so pumped up because I was just like, that is exactly what me and Dee are all about. What you just said then. I think that's uh, the initiation now. She's officially part of the Dawson D community after she's just shared that. So, but D, I love it. D, how are you feeling? I guess now going into your next phase, like, and and we'll probably finish up soon. And I know we keep backtracking, but like, how how is this going to help you? Do you think D? Do you see it really helping you? Yeah, Doss. I think um, for me, it just shows it's another tick in what we talk about in being open to things in life. And just because it's something we were brought up with, doesn't mean we should just you know, cast it aside and, and not give things a go. It's a tool that I feel that I can really use. Like I said to you earlier, like there's this whole other person in my subconscious mind that I want to explore. Like, I'm just curious what's sitting in there. What memories have I repressed? What's going on? And I just think it's just another tool and I can see myself using it a lot going forward. I'm in the midst of the 21 days now. We're not in the midst at the start of it, but it's just so cool because you go and you relax. And for someone like me who can't switch their brain off, in those 15 minutes that I do those 21 days, it's, you're totally relaxed. You don't want to come out of it. And when you come out of it, mum actually said to me the other day, she's like, oh, you look a bit flushed. I'm like, well, I just feel great. I feel so, <laughs> I don't want a cloud. So yeah, I, I just want to encourage our listeners. I really, I know I said it before, but I want to say it again. Just, you know, if you are struggling with something, even if it's a phobia or a habit, just give it a go. Just give this thing a go. Lily's great. There's already people that I know that are going to use her. So yeah, and I'm sure you'll find the same thing, Doss. I think it's going to be very beneficial for you. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Lily, can you explain to us, I guess, a bit how people get in touch with you and, and mm. I guess where, where's the best place to find you, whether it be social media, email, website? Yeah, yeah. Instagram's a great place. Just send me a message over there and we can, you know, just, just have a chat and see, you know, how I can help you. Just Hypnosis by Lily. Or you can go to my website, hypnosisbylily.com.au and there's a form you can fill out there and that'll send it straight to my email and I'll get in contact with you with you from there. But yeah, always just send, you know, send me a DM and we can just have a chat and you know, it doesn't mean you know, you're booking in a session, you just want to hear more and that's totally, you know, totally fine too. I'm super open to that. Can I can I also just say, Dee, before you maybe finish up and, and finish the episode up, but how cool is it that something like social media it's allowing us to do this i know um and i was explaining this to someone yesterday um at work and they were like oh what are you doing tomorrow i'm obviously it's a day off and i was like yeah we're actually interviewing a hypnotist and i was explaining to them your story and and then I'll, they're like oh how did you get in touch with them and i said oh we just connected through instagram through someone else 
And yep. it just made me go, like, how good is this? And, and I think who we want to become as, as people, we're always wanting to achieve and being open to, to becoming a better human being. Like, mm. this is, it's, it's just awesome. So, you know, thanks for reaching out to us and, and, yeah. and we can't wait to connect further. Yeah, it's incredible. Hey, like I've met so many incredible people over social media and all like-minded people and it's incredible. And I think the community that you're creating is really exciting. So yeah, I'm just stoked to be a part of it. Yeah, well, we are as well, Lily. So thank you once again. We'll, of course, put in the show notes all the ways to get in touch with you. I know you also do a call, don't you, prior to people that yeah. have questions? Yeah, we just have yeah, a quick call to see what you want to work on and then and then we book in from there. Awesome. So, yeah, that's a way to get in touch with Lily. It'll be in our show notes. So, again, Lily, just thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being so generous and giving us the opportunity to experience hypnosis and we love it. So, thank you once again. Well, thank you so much for having me, guys. I've loved chatting with you.